Well, I got a question for you. Is your generosity helping or hurting the individual? Now, I know it's Christmas time and uh, we have a lot of opportunities to be generous and rightfully so, and we should enjoy that. But there are some questions around that, and the listener asked that. So in as much as we're going to be talking about some other work-related questions as well, we're also going to be looking at this issue. I mean, even when your gift is offered with compassion, it should be a temporary fix. It can often enslave individuals. It becomes a poverty trap for them. We've seen this played out in many, many different ways. So we'll look at that. Certainly not a downer. We want to encourage you to be generous, but right here at Christmas time, it's a wonderful time to be up or wonderful time to be creative in how we really help others. Just like we want to be creative in the solutions to everything else we talk about here on the podcast, this is a great time to be really creative. So again, grab your cup of ginger tea like I'm sipping here this morning. Get ready for another episode. We're going to talk about some practical advice, inspiring stories valuable resources to help maximize your opportunities. So let's jump right in after these messages from our supporting sponsors. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. All right, and we're wrapping up another year. Can you believe we're right here at the end of a year again? Rolling into 2024. Boy, the years just seem to roll past quickly. We want to talk about how you are investing your time to make your life meaningful, to end well. Got questions here this morning that we're going to be talking about. Hi, Dan. I've been listening for years. And you helped me clarify and achieve my goal of selling 500 paintings in 500 days. I mean, how cool is that? And then he has another question that I'll unpack here as we start this. Um, Somebody else, could you remind me how the saying goes, if you help someone once, they're grateful, help them twice, help them a third time and they expect it. Yeah, I've got that. We've got a little diagram walk you through how that goes. And somebody says, I started dabbling in eBay sales and would like to boost it up to be a full-time income. Is that possible? Well, yes, it is, with some caveats on how you do that. So we'll lay out a model for how you can do that well. Quotation today comes from Craig Lindvall. Craig is the, uh, well, he's passed now, but he was the founder of CEO, a program out of um, Effingham, Illinois. CEO stands for Creating Entrepreneurial Opportunities. It's a program I'm involved in it and delighted to be connected with Austin Brooks and the gang there. We're now in about 330 schools around the country where we walk kids through a one-year program teaching them how to run a business. They have to have an individual business and a group business and it teaches them the reality of the workplace and golly, the stories about what they do to once they launch and understand that are pretty astounding. But anyway, Craig Linval said, who will be better because of what I do today. I love that. Just ask yourself that every morning. Who will be better because of what I do today? Well, our resource, again, based on one of the questions I want to address here, is a direct download of a worksheet to create your own Venn diagram. Now, you'll understand this more as I unpack a question. I'll give this 
link to you again then, but it's 48days.com slash create hyphen your hyphen then, V-E-N-N. It's how you create income from multiple directions so you really aren't dependent on just one. It's very, very important for how we're going to discuss this. So we'll be looking at that here in a little bit. All right, so Andrew says, Hi, Dan, I've been listening for years. You helped me clarify my and achieve my business goal of selling 500 paintings in 500 days. I, I remember that. You know, this has been some time ago, but I talked about a young lady who had been doing that, just one painting a day. She would put up on Etsy or eBay or Amazon. I don't remember exactly what she was using, but uh, sell one a day. And I mean, what a great goal to hit, 500 paintings in 500 days. And he says, I started a successful landscaping business on the side. So I'm looking to 2024 and planning, but remembered your incredible interview on how to make $150,000 with Michael Hyatt. I'd like to undertake that as a 2024 project uh, with one or a number of my ideas. Wonder if you could recap, revisit, or discuss this process again as it was inspiring, informative, and can't be found. <laughs> Cheers and looking to hear more ideas and inspiration from you. God bless. Well, yeah, that was, Kelly, that was, that had to be, well, I'd have to go back, had to be at least 10 years ago, probably more than that, where I did a video with Michael Hyatt on how to create $150,000 a year from any idea that you had. And I went through the multiple ways that I've created income with products that I've done. And you can do it around any product that you have, any product or service that you have. Yeah, Michael says that's still the most viewed video he's ever had. And uh, yeah, unfortunately through the years, um, we kind of, the, the link is not there where it was originally stored. Michael actually sold the business that that was in, that being Platform University. And uh, we, we lost the link to that, but that's okay. We've got plenty of the ideas. It really needs to be updated anyway. I probably ought to redo it again and create a, a new, new kind of outlook for what that looks like. But it was based on a blog post that I ran actually back in 2010. So that's probably a pretty good timeline. So about 13 years ago. And it was hourly pay will keep you poor. And I, I posted that and we got just flooded with responses to that. And uh, it was based on somebody asked a question, Dan, I'm making $60,000 a year working for the state. How can I significantly increase my income? So it's not a matter of just, you know, getting that three to 4% increase. I mean, if you, if you make $24.50 an hour, let's say you're making $50,000 a year, well, that cost of living increase that you might get three to 4% isn't going to significantly change your financial position. Yeah. I mean, you could do a great job and ask for a 10% raise each year and eight years, you'll double your income to a hundred thousand dollars, but that's eight years from now and doubling your pay or even getting a 10% increase isn't going to happen typically in a traditional job. Um, you might do that by jumping from job to job, but there's a whole lot of easier ways to increase your, to double your income like that. And so I laid out at that time, the kind of things you could do to add an extra $4,000 a month. So an extra, essentially $50,000 a year. What could you do to do that? Well, I listed some things, you know, you could mow 10 yards weekly at $60 each. You could spend $1,300 on old silver at garage sales and clean it up, know the market on that, double your investment selling on eBay. I know a guy who, who goes to garage sales and thrift stores and he buys 
um, vases, just just vases. But he knows which ones are really worth a lot of money. And he has, he estimates that at this point, he has about 700 in his house with an average value of between four dollars and $5,000 each. Now, he may go to Goodwill on a Monday morning and sort through the things that have come in over the weekend and find a vase that he pays four bucks for, but he knows what its real value is. That's what he's done. He's just focused on that. I love those kind of clear focused ideas that people do. And certainly you can do that. So he's created uh, really his retirement fund and significant, significant overall value from just buying vases at garage sales. You could buy a fixer-upper in this uh, wild real estate market. I mean, do the repairs and clear that $50,000 in one carefully orchestrated transaction. And I've got some friends who are doing exactly that. You could become the graffiti removal expert in your town. I mean, get 10 contracts for $260 a month, and boom, there you are. And that's a real thing. I mean, where you just remove the graffiti around town. You could set up to sell kettle corn and local fairs, um, book three events a month where you could reasonably expect to net $850 each. And again, there you are. Now we've got a whole lot of these ideas that are explored and clarified in our 48 low-cost business ideas. You can always check that out on our products if you want to check it out. It's a resource that uh, lots and lots of people have used to start an idea that they have. I've got a granddaughter who... Recently, in a, a weekend, just a regular weekend, uh, generated $1,522 doing henna. She does these elaborate drawings on people. It's like a temporary tattoo. $1,522. Well, it was actually in three days. It was a holiday weekend where she did that. Uh, Jeff McManus, a friend of ours in my mastermind, he told a story about when he was just a kid. He was working at Kmart making $3.35 an hour. So this has been a while ago. He was 19 years old at the time and thought, wow, I need to do something more than this. So he and his dad, his dad helped him. He bought a power washer for $1,000. It was a commercial washer and it was used, but it was from Sherwin-Williams and he bought it for $1,000. He went back to Kmart. Now again, keep in mind, he was working there at three thirty-five an hour. He went back to Kmart and said, you know, the front sidewalk, it's got gum on it and gunk and things people have spilled on all that. He would power wash that. And they said, gee, fine. So he charged him $120 for two hours. So that's $60 an hour. Now, if you do the math on that, that means he had to work 16 hours, 16 hours, you know, two full days to totally pay for the power washer that he had. From then on, it was just pure profit. And, and when you look at the hourly, he, he increased his pay by 18 times, $60 an hour, 18 times what he was typically making just by being a little creative. I mean, he didn't have to go back to school and get a degree or anything like that. I mean, there are things out there like wrap your car where they will put an advertisement on your car. If you drive a certain number of miles in certain areas, there are companies that will pay you to do it. You can go to rapify.com. Just W-R-A-P-I-F-Y.com and actually see how they how that works. There's a lot of people that are doing it. A lot of the cars you see around town that have advertising on them. You know, those people aren't employees of the company. They're just movable billboards is what they're doing. So, you know, again, nothing 
requires another degree or waiting time. But uh, making an idea work for you does require a break from that paycheck mentality. Now, I'm going I'm to tell you a little bit more detail here about things that I've done over the years. I mean, I've never been in a position where I just got a paycheck. I just wasn't wired like that. As a farm kid, I saw so many opportunities to do things around the farm and with neighbors and in our community that I just never had the appeal of going to find a job anywhere. So I've always just pursued ideas and developed those. When uh, Kevin, my son, was um, probably about 18 or so, he had start, He was a bicycle racer at that point. So he was incredibly fit, you know, big, taut thighs and all that. He used to ride a bike, doing mountain bike racing and also just road racing. But I don't remember how we put it together, but somehow we got with UPS with an innovative thing that they were willing to try. So we were living in Nashville, Tennessee, and there was a particular area. It was kind of a hilly neighborhood, but it was a real beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. So what they would do, and this is at Christmas time, so it was about four weeks over Christmas, where they would bring a truck, a big 18-wheeler truck, this trailer. They'd bring it into the neighborhood in the morning. They'd drop the trailer, and it had all the packages for that entire neighborhood. Kevin would go through and sort by streets, put them in a trailer, a little two-wheel trailer that was behind a mountain bike. And then he would deliver those packages via his mountain bike and a little trailer. It was great exercise for him. It was an innovative idea. It saved all the gas, wear and tear in a truck, individual trucks running up and down those little streets in there. Just an innovative idea. I don't know if UPS has continued it, but it was a great program. We were thrilled about it, and Kevin was thrilled and got paid very, very well to do that when you think about how much that saved in wear and tear on trucks and other drivers and all that. He was paid well for that. But again, just an innovative idea. All right, so what what have I done? You know, what have I done? Well, I like to write books, as you know, but writing books doesn't generate a lot of income for authors. Now, I know a lot of people think, well, you my life. Somebody asked me just yesterday about how many copies 48 Days to the Work You Love has sold at this time. Well, I had it originally in a three-ring binder. We sold a lot of those, and then it went to print in 2005. I've updated it every five years. I changed publishers in midstream there, went from the original publisher, was able to get the rights back, to went with a more innovative publisher where we've done now two versions of it there. But uh, I've seen in print that other publishers have said it's sold over 2 million copies. I don't have exact data to back that up. They do. I, I don't. I don't pay attention to that that much. But anyway, they said it's sold over 2 million copies. Now, even with that, that isn't going to generate the kind of money that most people may think that that would generate, that I just sit back and do nothing else. I mean, we know, again, when I started writing books, I mean, I saw that figure that 95% of authors never make more than $50,000 a year. Well, that's not very appealing to me. And so I determined I was going to do other things. And at this point, I can tell you with real confidence that the income from my book sales, royalties on my books, comprise less than 1% of my total income. Because I don't focus on just book sales. I focus on the books being the introduction to other things that we do that do create significant income, like speaking. So you plug your idea in what it is that you do. Now, 
the question here from our listener. You know, Andrew says he did, he started a he he sells his paintings and he also has a landscaping business. He can plug that in. If you do a landscaping business, you know, is there Jeff McManus, who I already mentioned, he's in charge of all the grounds, all the the beautification of the campus at Ole Miss. But he's leveraged that. He wrote a little book, Weeders into Leaders, how to take ordinary entry-level workers and turn them into leaders. That little book has opened doors for him, like working with Dan Cathy at Chick-fil-A at a new community he's developing in Atlanta. He gets speaking opportunities. He created a course about how to do that. He's created a course for landscapers on how to develop their own business. So he's leveraged his position, again, just being a salaried guy at Old Miss, but he's leveraged that into incredible income that far surpasses the salary that he gets, although the salary is significant in itself. So you can plug in whatever it is that you do. Speaking. Wow. I mean, if you speak, if you, and, and you position yourself as a beginning speaker, but just a clear message, let's say it's $3,500. Well, you do that 20 times a year, you know, you've added significant chunk of income to what it is that you do. Product sales. I mean, I started out selling a product, as you probably know my story, if you're a regular listener, in a Sunday school class where people start asking for content. I didn't really have anything, so I put together just my rough Sunday school notes, printed on one side of each page, put them in a three-ring binder, put a couple little cassettes in there originally back in the day. Of course, then went to CDs later on, and now all electronic but I just put together the information like that and started selling it. And I sold over $2 million worth of that before I ever talked to a publisher about putting it into a traditional book at all, but just giving people what they ask for. And that's pretty much what I've done all along. Now we do a lot of eBooks where it may be a particular topic. You know, and we, we like $17. That's a, a nice price point. So if you have $17 and you have, a thousand people over the course of the year. Well, there's another seventeen thousand dollars. So you just keep adding these things in. How could you give people the information that they're asking for based on your area of expertise? What it is that you know about? I mean, the uh, I mentioned the forty-eight lower no-cost business ideas. Wow, I put that out there as a free download, just a free PDF. Forty-eight lower no-cost business ideas. And in the first three weeks that we had that out there available, over 90,000 people downloaded that. Well, that told us that's a really hot idea. And so then we turned it into a product. So now we have it available. I think we've got it. I think it's like 17 bucks. I think, well, as a matter of fact, I think that is maybe like a $17 electronic product that we have. But uh, we've sold a whole lot of those. Uh, We have audio products where Joanna and I talked through living, loving, and working just how we've created the lifestyle that we have together as entrepreneurs. And um, we've sold that for $37. Well, we've, we've sold thousands of those $37, just an audio product. Again, one of those things you do one time and uh, then sell it over and over and over again. And that's a model that I like where, uh, and those are the kind of things that get my attention. What is it that I can do one time and get paid over and over? And of course, that's the distinction between linear income and residual income. I mean, most people are used to linear income, even if it's an attorney, doctor, dentist, chiropractor, they do what they do and get paid very well, but they get paid one time and then they start all over again. I like to look at things that I can do once and get paid over and over again. And the things that I mentioned in here are certainly like that. 
We have a lot of instructional manuals on things like Right to the Bank, W-R-I-T-E, how to turn your writing into income. Goodness, we've had that available at $197 for several years and uh, and have sold a whole lot of those. But there may be something you have as an area of expertise, maybe how to grow herbs in your garden or how to deal with a child who is struggling with autism. I mean, it can be pretty much anything that you want, an area of expertise. You put it together in that kind of instructional manual, which is seen as having a higher value than if you go ahead and print it as a book. You know, I have books we sell for $12 that have more information in them than some of the courses we have at $197 uh, just because it's presented differently. You expect to pay more for a course than just for a book. So just how you package it, how you put it together uh, has a whole lot to do with how you're going to profit from it. Of course, we have the 40 days profile. Now, what happens is um, the profile is $28.50. A lot of people buy a book. So a lot of people buy 40 Days to the Work You Love. They may buy it on Amazon or wherever they want to get it, Barnes & Noble, and I make you know $1.50 as an author royalty. But then they get to page 108 in there, and it talks about this personality profile, which will really help you understand yourself, you know, how you relate to other people, what kind of environments you flourish in, and all that. Well, then they go, they go to the link that we provide in the book, and they go there, and they buy the profile. I make way more money from the profiles than I do the books. The book just introduces them to them. I get a few cents for the royalty, and then I introduce them to things where they spend significant amounts of money. But that's one example. I mean, we we sell a lot of those personality profiles and love doing that. Of course, you can do other things. There's a brand new book out titled Build the Life You Want, The Art and Science of Getting Happier. And that's a book co-authored by Arthur Brooks and Oprah Winfrey. Arthur Brooks uh, wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago titled From Strength to Strength, and we've used that a lot. As a matter of fact, I'm communicating with, with Arthur about some of the principles from that just as we speak. But the new book, I mean, yeah, if you get Oprah to co-author a book with you, yeah, that's a pretty much a home run. And a lot of you may have that opportunity you know, to link arms with a celebrity where their audience, you borrow the influence that they already have to increasing, I mean, to dramatically increase your leverage that you might have. Well, you can do live events. Of course, we've done lots of live events. We love doing live events. We used to do events at the Sanctuary, our special um, barn that we call the Sanctuary up in Tennessee. And we had room for 60 people. If we squeezed them in there, we had magical events where people could come and get away from Concrete and asphalt, big city buildings out in the country. We had zip lines, nature trails, fun things that we did out there in a the property, but 60 people, and they'd pay $1,000 to come for a two-day event. We did Innovate, Coaching with Excellence, right to the bank. So we usually did seven events a year. So you can do the math on that. That was a significant income source for us in having those live events. You could do the same kind of thing. Of course, we're now doing those here in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, did one last August. We uh, booked the Carlisle Event Center. It's a beautiful venue. It's a, a real classy hotel with a big conference center. But it's not like a Marriott or a Ritz-Carlton or something. It's not that big. We were the only conference there. So it's a really a private, just a, a special kind of place. We had them bring over and cater food from the Der Dutchman, the Amish restaurant there. It was just an amazing culinary experience as well. So we do things like that to make those events 
special, to make it really an experience rather than just a way to get new knowledge. Uh, a couple other things here, and I'll move on. But coaching, I mean, certainly coaching is something that you're likely to be able to do, no matter what your area of expertise is, have, have two or three different kind of coaching packages. I've got one package called Launching as a Leader, where I work with somebody who is an influencer. A lot of times they already have a course or a book and are trying to build their audience. And I go through this model with them, essentially, on how they can do that specifically for their business, their idea. It's one day that I spend with people. It's $7,500. It's the most popular coaching option that I've got. So, you know, you may come up with something like that that you can do as well. Memberships, online community. Of course, we have our 40 Days Eagles community, one of the most wonderful things we've ever done. But having people come together, I mean, you could have something where you have herb lovers who pay $10 a month to be part of your community. And if you have a 1,000 people that are members of your community where they come and share ideas about that, that's $20,000 a month. So there's, there's communities for you know, particular breeds of dogs that uh, they come together in the community. Uh, it could be tennis players or Corvette owners, on and on and on. Affiliate commissions, we do a lot of that where we promote something that somebody else is doing and we get affiliate commissions from that. And you'd be surprised the affiliate commissions that can be generated if it's you have an audience and somebody is really looking for the information that you have. I have courses out there in a lot of places like on Udemy. I've got a course called How to Start a Mastermind Group. Put that up there several years ago. It was one of those, again, I did it on a Friday morning where I spent about three hours doing it, had the content put together. We did some little videos that go with that. It's $48 on Udemy. And I just checked just a few minutes ago. So here we are, you know, in December, 2023. And it's now, it continues every, every month. I mean, I get electronic deposits into my account every month. And this was done probably six years ago, but we've now had 2,430 students go through that. Well, again, at $48, that's $116,640. Well, they keep 50%. Well, la-di-da, welcome to it. They do the marketing. I don't do anything. I just put it up there. They do the marketing to their audience. That means I'm down to only $58,320. Well, it's a one-hour video training that I did. Again, one time. I don't pay any attention to it. Don't update it. Don't communicate with anybody. It just is there, but it continues to generate income like that. A few, and we have lots of those things that are out there that are just kind of running in the background, but each one creates, you know, its own little bit of income every month that comes in. And then um, Cyber Monday. So what is it? The Monday after Thanksgiving. So we just, just passed that. We put out a thing. She will put together a group of our courses that we have that we've just put together over the years. But and made them all ten dollars each. So finding your sweet spot, car hacking. I love the fact that that's usually the winner when we put this out here. It doesn't even seem to be related to careers and business, but it's a topic that people really enjoy. They hear me talk about driving any kind of car that I want without it really costing me any money. So I created a course on car hacking, just a fun thing. But um, so we put that out there, and then uh, you know how to use fifteen hours a week to build your side business how to leverage your podcast, how to get started in business, self-confidence, low-cost business ideas, rudder of the day. Anyway, we had 192 people on Cyber Monday that purchased a, a course at $10. Well, that's $1,920. Again, it's not you know big number, but it just 
pulled out of the air. I didn't do anything new. I just listed things that we already had in place and we made them at 10 bucks and a lot of people took, took advantage of those. Well, man, I could go on and on and on as you can tell, but we're going to take a quick break here and I'm going to come back with another question. Actually, it's just, just a reminder, these are real life questions. If you got a question, just go to 48days.com slash askdan. Leave your question there. Uh, delighted to have those come in. Honored to see those every week. And so, well, anyway, let's go to the, we're going to go to a quick message from our sponsors and I'll be back with our next question about how giving to someone may not actually be helping them. So here's the question. Hey, Dan, could you remind me how the saying goes? If you help someone once, they're grateful, help them twice there or whatever, help them a third time they expect it. Do you remember what I'm asking about? Well, yeah, I sure do. I sure do. I remember very, very well uh, what you're talking about. I drew a lot of information from Peter Greer, who's president and CEO of Hope International. And they discovered that with their desire to help people, poor people all around the world, they were creating people that were simply dependent on them to come back again and again. So if you give somebody clothes, food, whatever, money, what are they going to do next month when they're out of food? They're going to just expect you to show up and give it to them again. You've got to go beyond just giving money. You've got to teach them how to do something to change their life. Otherwise, they are just going to be dependent on you. So the cycle is this, and I'll put this in our, our show notes. And then this actually comes from Toxic Charity, and Bob Lupton is the author of that. So this is the sequence that he talks about. Give once and you'll elicit appreciation. So you give to the guy, you know, stand down on a street corner next to where you live, and he's going to appreciate it. Give twice, and you create anticipation. Give three times, and you create expectation. Give four times, and it becomes entitlement, meaning they think you owe it to them to give it to them. And then five, give five times, and you establish dependency. Now, that's pretty tough to really process. Let me go through it again. Give once and you elicit appreciation. Give twice and you create anticipation. Give three times and you create expectation. Give four times and it becomes entitlement. Give five times and you establish dependency. So you can put people in a trap or you cripple them from looking for their own solutions if they become dependent on you to be the provider. And there are a lot of organizations that are figuring this out. You know, my son Jared lived in Africa for 10 years and saw that over and over and over again where people would come. And, and you know, some of the things where people come in and give and it, it removes that entrepreneurial spirit from people trying to figure things out to better themselves. But if it provides for them some kind of training and incentives to produce themselves, engage them in the process. I mean, when Jared wanted to help the, the poor women who were living in the streets uh, in Rwanda, Kigali, Rwanda, his first impulse was to come back to Tennessee and raise money so he could go back and give it to those ladies. And we'd questioned that and said, there's got to be something better than that. Well, he did some research and finally figured out 
He could have those ladies engaged in an enterprise where they were working. They would show up in the morning, they would work. They would create these magnificent jewelry pieces designed by students from the Rhode Island School of Design using materials that would have been just discarded, like calendars, catalogs, newspapers, and so on, where they would roll them, create beautiful jewelry and all kinds of different colors and designs. The jewelry would then be sold at high-ticket runway shows back in the States, New York City, Nashville, Miami, Los Angeles, where the money then would be given to the women as pay for the work they had done. And they could effectively make more money than a school teacher in that culture. That's a very different model. They had to show up and do the work. And if they did, they would get paid and paid very well. Well, Jared's been gone from Africa for years now, and that organization continues and has spawned off all kinds of other enterprises as well, where the people understood this is what we have. We have to create something, and then we can get paid for it. But don't just sit here thinking that somebody's going to show up month after month to give you money. Well, great question. Thanks for bringing that up. Hey, got one more here I want to address. This comes from Archie who says, hey, Dan. Hope all is well with you. Uh, as you remember, I started dabbling in eBay sales about the time Gloria and I visited you and Joanne in June of 2021. Yeah, I do remember that. It's doing pretty well, but not yet a sustainable source of income that one could actually live on. So here's my main question. In about one and a half years, I'll be 65. I'm thinking of leaving the job I have to maybe do the eBay thing full time. If I do that, what advice could you or certainly the 48 Days Eagles group give me to get this thing in high gear? I'm actually posting this question for me because I have a couple of friends that would like info on this as well. Thanks. Well, we did post that. Archie and the Eagles community got a lot of feedback in there. John says, um, continue selling on eBay, continue also doing monthly warehouse sales, selling at trade shows, selling Facebook, selling on websites. And he says, Amazon has always been one slice of the pie, not the whole pie. Now, that's a real important point. Now, you're using eBay, which is certainly a viable way to do it, but um, you're going to see my advice is to not be dependent on just one source. Andrew says, sell on eBay, Etsy, Facebook, Shopify, Poshmark, et cetera, and uh, to create those multiple streams of income from a lot of different places. You can have the same products posted on all those things, but there, there are a lot of people who did just Amazon as an example. And then Amazon will change their algorithm. All of a sudden, there's no profit left with what they charge you to store your product and shipping charges and all that. All of a sudden, the profit's gone. Well, don't be dependent on just one thing. Um, Ryan says, in 2019, I quit my job and began selling full-time on Amazon. Our business is just my wife and I. A few months later, we got suspended. It was terrible. There you go. Amazon suspended them. That happens Every day, I have no explanation. Most people don't have any explanation for how that happens. Same thing can happen on eBay or any of the others. So again, you don't want to be stuck with just one. Teresa says, build out your own store, automate it, set up funnels, automated emails, then drive traffic using SEO and video on multiple platforms. There's a whole lot of extra things here. Um, well, and, you know, another thing that comes to mind, I think about, Jeremy James, Jeremy's real active, 48 days guy, been around for a long time. Jeremy quit his long-term government job probably two years ago and went full-time selling on Amazon. Now, he's using Amazon FBA, fulfilled by Amazon. So he buys products, a lot of different things, grocery items, clothing, all kinds of different things, and then 
sends them out, fulfills orders, sells it through Amazon. Now he knows the system. See, that's, that's one of the things too. study what it is you want to do. It's like, if you want to invest in real estate, you hear all these stories about people flipping houses. Well, they do and you can, but don't just go out here and buy the first house you come to study how to do real estate. Well, study the old masters of real estate, the teachings, the courses they have get connected with five or six people who are doing it, pick their brains, go to meetings in Nashville. We had an organization called rain real estate investors of the Nashville. It was a great place to really learn and get mentored how to do it so that you know what it is you're doing. The same thing is true here. If you want to use Amazon or if you want to sell online, study what other people are doing. So you become a real expert in the model, not just where you have, you know, you know that you can buy Cracker Jacks and sell them well. Now get really focused. And, and frankly, the way I see most people really thrive in doing is to focus on one particular item or one particular industry rather than just being a jack of all trades master focus in on something that you do really well but jeremy james quit his long-term government job and went into this full-time he now has a warehouse because he's doing so much volume he has quite a few employees and he's also now i just saw and i think on his facebook page you can follow him there jeremy james he's opening a store where he's buying huge quantities of products that he gets on pallets now if there is a store you know, a store, a lot of stores have returns. Well, they can't sell it as new merchandise. And it makes more sense for them just to sell it deeply discounted, just to get it out of their inventory. And so you can buy those products and it may be brand new products that you're getting, maybe just dis discontinued products or whatever. And you may be buying them at 30 cents on a dollar in terms of what they sold for originally. Well, if you put them back out there at 60 cents on a dollar, you got a nice margin. On the, so you don't have to come up with something brand new that you originate. You can just be reselling. And of course, I've, what I've described is called arbitrage, where you buy something at a low price and then you sell it at a higher price. Totally legit model. And Jer Jeremy is doing that very, very well. But Archie, yeah, hey, keep, you're, you, I know you're growing in that area. I know you understand it. And uh, getting close to that time where you want to leave your traditional job with Tennessee, hey, great thing, great thing to do. I'm a big believer in that. All right, here we're going to wrap it up there. Now, I'm going to be shifting the focus of my podcast this coming year. I've got some news to share. I'm going to be going to begin with the January 5th podcast. So that's two more, two out from now with a focus on a particular stage of life. I've talked a lot about the stages of life. I'm going to be kind of focused in on one particular stage, and I'll give you the reasons why here in a week or so when we roll into that. But this is a wonderful time of year to be thinking about Christmas, thinking about what your life legacy is, how you can give well, how you can love on others, have family around. Ask yourself that question, our quotation for today, who will be better because of what I do today? And again, I'll put the link for the uh, Venn diagram in there and also the the stages of giving and how you can give well. But uh, this thanks so much for being a part of this ongoing family we've got here where we discuss these things together thanks for listening thanks for sending in your questions for being open to growing for being a powerful force for making the world a better place so yeah I'll share this episode with three of your friends right here at christmas time to encourage them let them know you're somebody who understands how to do things in a creative way and how to move up 
in terms of your own success, both personal success and financial success, every way that you want to measure it, be building that life you love, you know, be that kind of person, stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work and a life that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. See you next week.